Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sit, boo-boo. Sit, boo-boo. Sit. Grr. Good dog. That's some bad hat hair. It's a good dog. Get any of that? Not a doctor. Bye. Have a beautiful dream. Bye. Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge watch, deep dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing Why the Last Man, season one. Damask Leary, how are you doing this fine Sunday evening? I'm great. I've just come back from the beach about 15 minutes before we were meant to go live. Um, so I smell like the sea. I've got beach hair, feeling fabulous and relaxed. How are you, Brod? You've never looked more West Australian than right this second. I can't wait like just to be a bronze hair. babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I um, I went to see James Bond No Time to Die yesterday in gold class, actually. Oh, how was it? Good. Yeah, good. Cool. I really, really liked it. It uh, of the five Daniel Craig Bond films, mm. it is one of the better ones. Mm. I'd say right now my preference would be Casino Royale, then Skyfall, and then No Time to Die. But I think there's an argument to be made that you could switch those around a little bit. Like sometimes I feel Skyfall is better than Casino Royale, and this one as well. I think you could move around a little bit. Mm. Um, and then there's Daylight, and then Quantum of Solace, Inspector, which we never have to talk about ever again. But we've got a good trilogy. I don't think I saw Daylight. Of, you didn't know Daylight as in there's a massive gap between them. That's ex- What? <laughs> Sometimes you say when th- you're ranking things, you say something like Daylight as in there's so much space that Daylight will get through. I have then, never heard that. Have you're you making that, that up. You're funny. making that daylight, up. Daylight, the James Bond film, Daylight. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. How dare you? I'm cancelling this That's stream. That's amazing. Have you been I've, a fan I've made of an idiot the- of myself already? Oh no! <laughs> Have you been a fan of the Daniel Craig Bond films? You're a fan of Bond at all? I'm not even really sure. Not really. I mean, oh, okay. my intro to Bond was like Goldeneye, which sure. I loved as a kid, even though it was very that woman who would squeeze you to death was very scary to me. Zenya um, on the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I loved Casino Royale. I was actually really surprised. I'm like, oh, I can get into this type of Bond thing because I just sure. the love story was amazing and tragic. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I like Daniel Craig's Bond, so yeah, I don't mind them now actually, but I hated like all the old ones except for Moonraker. Sure. I think, I think you would like, appreciate what this new one, the last one of, of Daniel Craig's era is doing as well. Is this the one that was written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Punched up. I wouldn't say like the whole thing is written, but but you can definitely feel the Phoebe Waller-Bridge of it all at different times. There's scenes you'll go... I reckon that was a Waller Bridge Is that edition, when or that Bond she made turns this to the camera work. and gives you a little aside. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he's full on flea bagging. He wears the jumpsuit, the famous jumpsuit. Oh, hello. He looked great in that, actually. Anyway, let's get to our spoiler-free review of Why the Last Man, season one. Let me clue you in. Season in review. 
Based on the acclaimed comic book series of the same name by Brian K. Vaughan and Pia Guerra, Why the Last Man is an American drama television series set in a post-apocalyptic world where a mysterious cataclysmic event simultaneously killed every animal on the planet with a Y chromosome except for one man, Yorick Brown, and his pet monkey, Ampersand. Developed for TV by Eliza Clark and written and directed exclusively by women, the show stars Diane Lane, Ashley Romans, Olivia Thrillby, Juliana Canfield, Elliot Fletcher, Marin Island, Amber Tamblyn, Diana Bang, Missy Pyle, and Ben Schnetzer. After a decade in development hell, first as a movie, then finally as a TV series, with endlessly changing creators and cast members, the series finally premiered on September 13th, 2021 on FX on Hulu. Why the Last Man Season 1 consists of 10 episodes, each coming in at around 48 minutes and took us approximately 8 hours to watch. In October of 2021, the series was (laughs) cancelled. However... It appears yeah. this was due mostly to COVID-19 budgetary cuts rather than poor viewership. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that is the, the uh, narrative out there. And series creator Eliza Clark appears determined to get this show renewed on a different network. No promises mm. or, uh, at this stage, obviously. So, Damas, before we get to our spoiler-free re- review, how familiar were you with Why the Last Man before watching the TV show the only thing I knew about it was that you were obsessed with it for years and would tell me to read it. I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll get around to it. Never did. Um, so I knew the details, like the basic plot, just because you had told me about it and that I would probably really like it. But beyond yeah. that, absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, I'm, as you've mentioned, I was trying to get you to watch this forever. Basically, I came across this comic book series when I was in university. Um, I, for some reason, I, I, it was a, there was a push at some point. I think it might have been actually because Joss Whedon was doing The Astonishing X-Men at the time. I started getting into reading comic books. Mm. Why was a series I think was still just maybe coming out at the time. And I caught up on the, um, the graphic novel collections. And by the time I finished it, I absolutely loved it. Loved it to bits. Uh, Fable was the other one. Thank you for reminding me, Ben, was the other comic mm. book series I was really into, which I never finished. Actually. That's another one come- that's been on my list for a long time. To It's also to. another one that has been talked about being adapted into movies and TV shows a lot to the point where I think at one point, I can't remember which network was going to develop it, they passed on it. And then Once Upon a Time, which was a oh, series yeah. that had the same conceit came out. <laughs> so I never finished Fable, but I did finish one last and loved it. I've been wanting adaptation for this show for this comic book series forever. I knew they were making a movie. I actually remember they, there was a leak of Brian K. Vaughan's script at one stage. And I got to read that script and I wasn't particularly impressed with it. And mm. the thing was, the comic as it works, I don't think was ever should have been a movie. If it was going to be adapted, TV made the most sense. It was much more serialized mm. storytelling. And I think that opportunity to dive deep into the world, into the characters, rather than... I think a movie's always going to focus on... Yorick, and I think yeah. what makes the the story as compelling as it is, or as interesting as it is, is everything else that's going on around Yorick. Mm-hmm. Um, so the TV show always made sense. So I've been following it closely as this was sort of in development hell, and then finally it appeared mm. it was actually being done. I didn't believe it for the longest time, and then would you believe it actually happened? And then just as quickly then- taken away from me. <laughs> So oh, this so feels sad. like a cruel trick on my part at this point. Mm. Um, or a hilarious that, joke, either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on your perspective, I guess. <laughs> um, with all that in mind, Damask, would you like to give us your spoiler-free review of Why the Last Man Season 1? 
I don't see why not. We're here now. Um, <laughs> I haven't what actually. We're here to do. Yeah. <laughs> we have a job to do. Let's go for it. I actually haven't reread through what I've written, so this should be interesting. All right. This will be good for the live listeners. Oh, yeah, we are live on Twitch at the moment as well. Thank you, everyone, who's having a chat in chat at the moment. If you have any questions or comments along the way, please let us know. You can find us on Twitch at my Twitch channel, O Big Stretch, O H B I G Stretch. Uh, when we do these live recordings. So, yes, everyone gets to see the, the, the raw version of Damask's uh, review before any edits. Yeah, doing it raw. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a weird review because if you're like me and didn't want to keep watching after the first few episodes, I don't blame you. Uh, I'm not necessarily here to change your mind. I do get it. Um, i got to admit, though, ultimately, I did come around so there is hope if you're like, oh, maybe I should go back again. I will tell you that by the end, I was like, you know what? I think I'm into this. Um, just before, while I was writing my review, I was just Googling some reviews, other reviews to get some different perspectives. And I had to laugh when I saw the headline for The Guardian, their review of this mm. show, um, which is <laughs> they called it a stale man baby mess, which made me laugh. Um sure. and I think which watch like watching the first few episodes, it's pretty accurate. That was a lot of my issue with it. I want to put out there as well, so often reviews for TV shows when they first mm. come out are based off two or the three episodes. Few. They're based yep. off like the first few. It's not actually a review of the season. No. Is it is always or almost always based on what they release to the press ahead of time. Yeah, that's why you need to check out recaps if you want like a... Absolutely, and it's always better to check in towards the end of the season. So I know a lot of sites like AV Club and stuff will do episode by episode recaps and they'll give review scores along the way and it's always more interesting to get to the end of the season and see where they're at at that point. Because if it's fallen apart, you're going to know based on like the D or the C minus they're giving it and if it's like hovering around the Bs or the As, it's probably doing okay. Yeah, 100%. All right, so... Our lead, or who I figured was going to be the lead, just on my basic understanding of the comics, I found him to be absolutely intolerable for the majority of this season. I like, I fucking hated him. He's such a like whiny, pathetic loser that at every moment I wished for his death. And in the context of the show, therefore, like the damnation of all humanity. So like, it's pretty serious when you want that character to die. Um, But I did, I begrudgingly moved forward with the show because of the podcast and it was a slog. I didn't start to enjoy myself until maybe around episode seven. I was like, oh, there's some elements here that I'm finding enjoyable. And I think maybe around episode nine, I was like, oh my God, am I actually enjoying myself? Um, which isn't great for a 10 episode season. Sure. Um, so the world that the show is taking place in is dire and dark in a lot of ways, but good God, the writers really want you to hate being here. Like they just (laughs) really don't want you to be having any fun. Every relationship is based on like pure hatred or scheming, um, or half truths or selfishness. No one seems willing to be helpful or kind or talk to one another like humans. It's always just blurting shit at one another without really listening. And I was like pulling my hair out. I was like, I fucking hate it here. Get me out. Um, The show also looks 
pretty dull and like yeah. a, a lot of what we have come to expect from this kind of show. I think much of it looks and feels exactly the same as The Walking Dead did and does. Um, I think if I had to look at, if I hadn't watched either of the shows and I was looking at just stills of both shows, I just, I, there's no way I could tell them apart. They look so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's things like that that make me go, and even the plot, I was like, this show should have been made 10 years ago. And it's not mm-hmm. the fault of this show, but I was just like, I feel like well, I've, You're I've, right. It should have been made 10 years ago when they were first trying to get yeah. it made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also tended to lose track of time. Like I kept thinking, you know, how long has the world been like this? Sure. You know, at first, you know, I'd be thinking it's only been a few weeks or a few months, but then like we'd be going along and we'd meet groups of people that have like developed rituals and like societal rules that blew my mind. I was like, wait, how long has it been? Uh, for much of the run of the season, the only character I was interested in was Kimberly, played by Amber Tamblyn. And she's like Meghan McCain, but worse somehow. I know a lot of us don't think that's possible, but (laughs) she is. Uh, But we got some really interesting layers there. So that was nice. And I wasn't getting that. I really like that performance as well. Yeah. I fucking love Amber Tamblyn. I always have since like Joan of Arcadia, like big fan of her. Um, Yeah. So that, that was nice to kind of get glimpses of like, oh, this is an interesting person. Not someone I like, but there's some real like depths to mine there, which I was into. Mm -hmm. Now, like I was saying, towards the end of the season, the show does manage to build some camaraderie between a lot of our main players, and that was so needed and appreciated. We also have some big moves made that change the status quo, and that makes the world so much more exciting when you're thinking about moving Mm -hmm. forward. And because of that, I was honestly sad at the end of the season, knowing that the show probably wouldn't be continuing you know it was a wild ride I started off being like fuck you um and by the end I was like huh I'm interested in this so I don't really know what happened um but I think (laughs) a lot of the things that I was looking for like you know people really connecting and it not being just oh all the time that was starting to happen towards the end so thank god for that so yeah I don't know watch it or don't I, I don't really feel compelled to convince anyone either way with this show. So that's my review. review. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying about the dire nature of the the feeling of the show. Mm. And it's one of the things I don't think that translated particularly well from the graphic novel, which having actually, I've reread the first 10 issues um, mm-hmm. to coincide, coincide with our review of the, of the season. Yeah. And actually that's basically, the season is basically... Um, a re-adaptation or adaptation of those first 10 issues. We basically end okay. at that point in the comic book at the same point that we end season one. And while it's obviously post-apocalyptic in the comic book, there is a bit more of a sense of humour and a sense of mm. fun to it. How how good that sense of humour is, I think, is uh, reading it again, I'm realising maybe when I was in my early 20s, some yeah. of the stuff I found funny or relevant, it, it, it doesn't hold up completely. I'll yeah. put it that way. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that have not dated. many things do, though. To be fair, yeah, that's yeah. true. And this, especially, is worth putting out that this show, this sorry, comic book series started in 2002, so it's like 20 mm. years Fuck. since some of this yeah. writing actually Crazy. took place. Let alone by the time I actually finished it. Um, but it definitely had a little bit more sense, like a bit more tongue in cheek, a bit more sense of humor to it. So that I, I agree was kind of missing from the show. And one of the characters I was most looking forward to. Meeting, I wonder if it changed for you. There's a character that we met sort of midway through the season that joined our main storyline, you might say. Yes, and I yep. was anticipating that person coming into it because it 
they were probably going to add a little bit more energy into the show. And I think that might have helped as well. I don't know if you agree, but we'll talk about that once mm-hmm. we get to spoilers. All right. As I explained earlier, I have been rooting for this show since before it was even announced it was coming. As a fan of the original comic book series, I was always convinced it was ripe for an adaptation to the small screen. The concept is interesting and original. The opportunity to explore themes of gender and identity, huge. The Mm. platform for women creatively, both in front of and behind the camera, immense. But a decade of wanting, wishing, hoping, and then finally arriving has left me with complex feelings now that uh, it has arrived and seemingly being taken away from me again. I'm finishing watching season one this morning. My overriding feeling right now is kind of a dull fury. (laughs) Fury that the show is actually mostly good and unfortunately also most likely not going to be returning. It isn't a perfect show or even an outstanding one, I don't think. Um, But I think its instincts are generally pretty good. I think it's leaning into the right parts of the story, the parts I hoped that they would. It understands what about the concept is worth talking about, the complexities of the situation beyond the obvious ramifications um, when all cis men basically are gone from the planet or, or mammals with a Y chromosome. It's not the most subtle show in execution, but it understands the deep elements and where the meat is for the most part, I think. Mm-hmm. And generally, I think it's a smart show. It's considered and well-formulated. Moment to moment, the escalation is well-handled. Um, I really like the way that this show has updated the gender politics since mm. the comic book, which was written, as I said, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, there was a line early on said by um, Diane Lane's character, we've got plenty of men, none with a Y chromosome. And that alone was just like a huge improvement on what had come before. Yeah. Um, I think they also understood that while the scenario is interesting and worth looking into, that there had to be characters and relationship focused first. I don't, It doesn't sound like you loved that the entire way through, um, but there were certainly elements I did. I would like to smack Yorick upside the head a lot of the time, but this is meant to be the case at this point in the story. It's part of his journey, his growth. And although, you know, you may not be interested in watching a a man-child grow over the course of a series of TV, I understand that. I think that is accurate to what they're trying to do with the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and what to do with trying to do with the story. So that was fine. And something else the the show did as well is it understood that Yorick is not necessarily, in fact, he isn't the most interesting part of this story. And uh, he's not present for long stretches, even entire episodes of this season, which is a really good move. And he's certainly not like when you look at the credits, uh, the actor playing Yorick is not the first name on that list. They're not even going to pretend that he's the lead of this show. Mm. I personally really was happy with what they did with um, Agent 355, who is one of the characters from the comics that I think is a real, like really stands out. And I... I thought they did a great job of bringing her and her story to the screen, her as a character, um, and then added layers that I... It's been a while since I read the books. I'm not somebody who rereads things. Like, as a Harry Potter fan, I've never reread the books really either. Um, so even though I'm a massive fan of Wild Last Man, I haven't reread the, the comic book series, but I don't remember some of the elements that we got from 355 in the comic, and I liked what I believe was added. I'm happy to be corrected if I'm wrong there. I also really like the character of Jennifer, played by Dan Lane, which is hugely expanded upon from where it was in the comic book. Mm. And they've added a lot, uh, a lot of detail, a lot of characters and a lot of storylines. I'm looking forward to talking about in spoilers as well. On the weaknesses front, the show can be a little bit sloppy with character beats or plot points at times. 
not in awful story-breaking ways, but in execution, uh, might even be a bit of ambition meeting budgetary issues, I think, along the way, which is, I can't fault too much. You'd rather aim high and mm. miss than, than not try and do something interesting or exciting. Um, but I do agree with you. Uh, we'll get that back to this in a second, actually, that it looks a bit bleak. Um, possibly the biggest weakness of the show and the story in general, at least in this version of it, is there's a lot of convenience and coincidence. Um, it's mostly in how the story is set up, which is more forgivable than if it's how things are resolved. Um, you mm. never want Deus Ex Machina or something off screen or the, fa- the you know the hand of fate to decide how things are resolved. But mm. there is a lot in the beginning that makes you go. It's almost uncanny how much of a coincidence there is here. Um, I I do wonder why the show failed commercially. If it did at all, the narrative is a little bit different as to why it's not getting a season two. Partly, I think it wasn't particularly well promoted. I didn't see a lot of build up to this, if that makes sense. Um, And someone that's as someone who has been looking for the show to come out for a very long time, it had a really weak start. I think the apocalyptic like event that happens at the start of the season it had to be done obviously but i think at this point we've just done so many of them that if you can't yeah. do it in a particularly fascinating or interesting way it's just not going to get people off on a you know on a, on a strong foot and in fact i think about things like even um the walking dead they stole their opening sort of bit from 28 days later which sort of doesn't show you the zombie apocalypse as it happens, it's mm. after it's happened and this person re-enters the world. I almost kind of wish we'd just done that to some degree and maybe had yeah, more flashbacks as this series went on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't help either. I'm sure, like, you stopped after two episodes. I stopped after two episodes. And that's, again, yeah. as someone, three episodes were out the beginning. I was keen for this show, the, as keen as anybody out there, and I stepped away from it thinking I'll come back to it later. Um, I also wonder if it's just competing with too many other end-of-the-world shows in general. Um, the Walking Dead was mentioned in chat by Benjamin. I'm really concerned for The Last of Us, which is a TV, another one of these that's coming out. It's a zombie apocalypse show that's coming out next year. It has a built-in fan base because of the video games, mm. but it's not going to look or feel much different from this or The Walking Dead. Um, so I wonder how that show's going to do. I also wonder if timing's an issue. Like, we've just gone through two years, basically, of a world-altering pandemic. Do we really want to be watching shows about world-altering events like this that seem dire and where... Yeah, I don't know whether this is the stuff people want to be watching right now. I think there's a reason that even though Squid Game w- was very popular, it also had a lot of excitement and energy to it. And you, and then something like Ted Lasso, which was exactly the injection of positivity we needed at a time. Mm. I'm not sure this was, unfortunately for Why the Last Man, which has been trying to happen forever, was a good time to come out. I think overall going forward, though, my thoughts are that the hardest part's done. They set up the story, they established the characters in the world, and they got us to care enough about it. Sounds like you did by the end of the season. Mm -hmm. If the show somehow does return for a second season, I'm really crossing my fingers it does, I think the chances of it getting better are really, really high. In the meantime, my fury burns brightly because chances are we most likely will never ever get to find out if this will be the case. Damask, how would mm-hmm. you score Why the Last Man, season one, possibly the only season out of five stars? Um, I'm going to have to give it a 2.5, like right down the middle. I think it has potential and I do want mm-hmm. that potential to be realised, but so much of this season is hard to watch, boring and frustrating. 
So uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think I came around on it earlier than you did. I actually think by episode three, episode four, I was starting to sort of I'm come shocked. around. It, one and two, one and two, I think weren't great. But by episode three, stuff was starting to happen because especially, not to give spoilers, but a few of the characters that I've been waiting to get together and start to have stuff happening. And it probably helps that I have a general sense of where things are going. Mm, <laughs> like yeah. I am anticipating what is coming next. And so as those steps are being taken to get to those places, I was, you know, just genuinely more interested. And I was also interested as someone who's a fan of the comics of what was different about what they were giving me that I didn't get in the comic books and was enjoying those aspects as well. Um, so, yeah, it definitely wasn't excellent, but it was decent and more than enough times I'm going to give it a 3.5. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, before we dive into spoilers, we'd like to ask everyone who enjoys the show to please review us on Apple Podcasts. Nothing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars and maybe a couple of nice words our way. And to sweeten the deal, if we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1. We would also love you to share hunting seasons with anyone that is as obsessed with television as Broad and myself, or obviously you if you're listening or watching this. So just tell everyone who you think might enjoy listening. Next week, we'll be back with our review of Arcane League of Legends Season 1. If you'd like to contribute to our discussion of Arcane, or if you have any thoughts on Why the Last Man, you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at huntingscast. But right now, let's talk spoilers for Why the Last Man Season 1. You're now entering the Spoiler Zone. Spoiler warning. From here on, we'll be discussing everything that happens in season one of Why the Last Man. Before listening any further, we recommend watching all of Why up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You You have have been warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Where would you like to start, Damask? I, I do think there's something I need to address, which I was seeing in like a lot of comments about the show, yep. like on Twitter and stuff, which is people saying like, I don't understand why the world would fall apart so quickly if all the men died. I'm like, I'm sorry, did you live through the pandemic recently? Yeah. And that was just asking people to wear a fucking mask. If all the <laughs> men died, if like all the, sorry, all the people with a Y chromosome in your life died, mm-hmm. do you think you're going to be going to work? 
uh, probably not. Um, yeah. So it's just like, of course the world fell apart. I like, that was not a reason for me to dislike the show it was the premise wasn't enough for me to be like, nah, fuck this. I think, I think what's interesting and you can, you can talk about it in more depth if you want to, but just by the, the very makeup of the way the world is not the way it should be, but the mm. way that it is, is that you think about industries where they're male dominated. Right. Yeah. And so the obvious ones are things like they bring this up on the show. I think they definitely talk about them in the comic book is like, when the event occurred, when all Y chromosome mammals died, mm-hmm. the planes basically 90, 95% of them fell out of the sky just because there were so many more male or men who were pilots than women. I'm just going to use that term for sake of simplicity, unfortunately, but I truly mean Y carrying mammals. Obviously, women can have Y chromosomes and vice versa. Men can have X, uh, no Y chromosomes as well. Um, but the and then there's also in politics, vast majority of politi- politicians are men, especially on the Republican side. It's interesting that Democrats sort of end up just by nature of having more of them yeah. who are women <laughs> taking yeah. over the the government. And then things like um, again, this is talked about in the comic I was just reading. Uh, like most truck drivers by wide margin, like 90%, 95%. So all of a sudden, like transport of goods and stuff just stops. Like it makes sense why if that happened, the world mm. would really struggle for a time until, you know, people adapted essentially. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I understand why people want to feel that that like it's, it's trying to say something negative. I think it's just on a pure logistical logistical yeah. level that is the truth yeah. is the truth of the situation yeah was there a, uh that was the main thing you want to talk about just to address that just at the top just like yeah because sure. i saw that a lot and i was like well, that's silly so we have sort of three main story threads of this season we have mm-hmm. the save the white chromosome group which consists <laughs> of yorick 355 and Dr. Allison Mann. We've got our Pentacon group, which is mostly centered around Jennifer and then Kim and then eventually Beth. And then we have sort of the Amazon storyline with Hero and Sam and Roxanne and Nora. Did you have a particular like preference in those three storylines? Was there one sort of thread that you enjoyed more than another? Hmm. What a great question. <laughs> um, I eventually liked the... Yorick and 355. And sorry, what's the scientist's name? Dr. Mann. Allison. Allison. Um, I like that when we get to the women's prison yes. community. I was like, oh, yes. finally. Because I remember thinking for so much of the season, I was like, I wish we could just sit still for a moment and have mm-hmm. these people connect in a way. And this was the pause the show needed to do that. And it was just like a really supportive community and... I was like, okay, this feels this feels kind of nice, actually. So yeah. by the end of the show, I was really kind of I started to become invested in those three characters. What, and I was so surprised by you know the Yorick revelation I had. But yeah, he's given a chance to show maturity and emotional intelligence, which we had sadly been deprived of um, previously. So that I really enjoyed that. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed the Kimberly of the Pentagon stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a huge crush on Diane Lane and Will until the day I die. She's such a babe. You'd follow her, oh, Captain, my captain, Ooh, if she was abs- president? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Um, it's funny when thinking about the Amazon storyline. Sure. I was like, Hero is the worst friend 
in <laughs> the universe. She's so to fucking Sam, yeah. So fucking selfish yeah. in regards to Sam. It infuriated me. And it was funny because the leader of the Amazons, when I was watching, because I love, was her name Missy Pike or something? What's her yes. name? Yes. Yeah. Kyle? How, um, how long did it take you to figure out we'd just been watching Galaxy Quest and like she was almost in that. immediately, because my first <laughs> note was like, this cop can't be real. It feels like a character actress, like in an improv group making fun of SVU. And then to have that actually happen, I was like, thank God, because this yeah. performance is so extra. So I was that was I was like, good job, show. Like that actually <laughs> um yeah, justified a lot of what I was was seeing and confused by for a while. Um so there are elements that I liked in most of those stories. There were certainly plenty of things that I didn't like. But I yeah, I do think the Yorick and 355 and Allison Towards the end was where I was. My heart really was. Yeah. Sure. Um, yes. Yor- let's start with Yorick then, the titular w- man of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel? Like it, it is always going to be a hurdle for a show that is full of women. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we've got this one cis white guy who is like the embodiment of arrested development of like petulant mm. man baby. And he's the guy who's left to potentially be the saviour of the human race. Um, Which is obviously intended. It's like there's a reason they didn't make this guy John McClane, right? They didn't make make him... Like, he is, apart from having some skills in, like, escapee, whatever you call it, like, he's an escape artist... He's got nothing else going for him whatsoever. Yeah. He makes dumb choices constantly. He's, you know, helping to train this helper monkey thing because he doesn't know. He just, I guess he thought it was fun idea, way to be helpful, whatever it is. It's like he's got nothing redeeming about him. But mm. society, once upon a time, just allowed him to be that way because it didn't ask him to be anything more than that. But now the world is a very different place. And I think on on paper, you can read that and go, I can see how this could be interesting. But it, you can't start and just make him go from being man baby to like, okay, I have to change. I have to be like, you know, um, a real, like an, a, a spot responsible adult now. It's got to, it takes pretty much a season to get to a point where I think he really understands what's at play and what he needs to be doing here. I, um, I think that's... Yes, I understand like the the personal responsibility of it all he can't grasp. I like mm-hmm. I I can understand that. It's the I have an issue with how frustrating it was to watch him make dumb decisions about his yep. own personal safety. It was yep. that stuff that and the safety of others that I was just like, for fuck's sake. Like the world has the world that we know has ended. Surely that would register in your brain to act a little differently when you're out on the street. Like it would just, it was so annoying. I understand that he's, he, we need a place to grow, but it was those decisions that I was like, well, this just, this guy's a fucking idiot and should die. I just, on some level, the decision that kept annoying me was why they would let Ampersand out of his cage when there was an open window and open door all the time. It's like, I worry every time I let my cat outside the house. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not in a world-ending scenario here. Just get close a leash. the fucking doors first. Get a leash, yeah. Go to a pet like, stop. Get a dumb leash. Dumb things like that can get very, very frustrating. And because mm. when those events lead to him being, like, exposed, like, in episode three, I think it is, where he's made it to the Pentagon, and then um, Kim's mum sees him, and it's just like, fuck, Yorick exposed himself 
very quickly here. Funnily mm. enough, reading the comic book, he does it multiple times, sometimes on purpose in the comic book early on. You're like, you're a fucking moron, buddy. Mm. And he's slightly, at least it's a little more accidental, but still very irresponsible in the show. Um, yeah, he's useless. He's useless. Yeah. And that's why he gets teamed up with 355, who is obviously hyper capable mm. <laughs> to the point of being like um, almost just a sort of walking weapon who... Yeah, what did you make her 355 as a character? I didn't really attach to her very easily and I really mm-hmm. wanted to because I'm like, I love a badass woman, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just so frustrated by everything that was happening in the show. Um, it was also hard because so many of her scenes were just with Yorick. Yes. Um, and they were the instances that I kind of described in my spoiler-free review where like people aren't listening to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just annoying for me to watch. Um, but I think by the end of the season, we get to see some real softness there and yeah. you know some intrigue about her history and stuff. Though I don't actually really care about whatever fucking organization she the like, this, ring. Sh- this shadow organization she works for. Like I'm like, mm, we've got enough going on. I don't, I don't actually need to worry about that right now. Um, but yeah, I like the stuff that we got with her in the in the with women's prison community. That was mm. good. Um, but yeah, for a lot of it, just her kind of barking orders, which I get. But just her dynamic with Yorick for a lot of it, I was just like, I'm not into this at all. It's it's funny because I think that's the thing I actually appreciate about the show is that I understood that what the dynamic has to be with these two and that begins with. Mm-hmm. And it has to be that they 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 do not have anything in common. Yeah. And they are going to have to learn from each other to to survive if they're going to be a team. And I think they did a relatively good job of that over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. It can just be irritating getting there when you've got just like this guy is pathetic and she is she has no other skills except to just tell people what to do and boss them around. Yeah. And while she always knows best and Yorick should listen to he- to her mm-hmm. at all times, she's still terrible at what she's doing. She's a constant liar, constantly lying, and not very good at it sometimes. There were elements, though, that they added to her character that I really enjoyed, that they made her a bit more interesting. When the two pilots came back after she found Yorick, which is not how it happens in the comic book, by the way, mm. and then she takes him to that room and she's like, we have to do something with these two. And I was like, well, she's going to end up killing them. And then yeah. she did that bit where she gave them the the medals. And I was like, oh, maybe 355 is is more than just a weapon in this. Maybe she's got other skills. And then when that fucking helicopter blew up, I was like, okay, cool. I got it. She's actually, she's very like a, a massive badass and will just do what she needs to do to get the job done. I loved that. I also don't remember, this did not happen in the comic books, this idea that she was sent to the Pentagon mm. and that other culpering agents were sent to key, key locations ahead yeah. of this event taking place did not happen in the comic books. The idea the Culper Ring knew it was going to happen, very, very, very different from what I remember anyway, mm. which is very intriguing to me. I want to know what, the, what that's about this time around. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought the performance of 355 was great. I really, really liked her as a character from Go to Woe. Um, and by the end of the season, I think once you... I was always anticipating when Dr. Man got included. Because for mm-hmm. me, it's that trio. It's it, it's those three plus the Toto that is Ampersand. And that's sort of like those three bring different elements which make that like... It can't be just the two of them. It, mm. it doesn't work. You've got to have that third element. Yeah, and once Alison was there, the show started to feel like it could evolve into something much more enjoyable and... 
and entertaining along the way. Yeah, it was certainly her introduction. Although at the very beginning, her introduction is, once again, I'm using this word a lot, but annoying. I'm like, oh, okay, I know who this character is. She's like kind of like wisecracking, obnoxious scientist yep. person. Got it. Um, <laughs> but then I really appreciate the perspective she brought in that episode where we first meet her about the complexity of sex. Yes. Which was like, yeah, good. Someone needs to say it. And like the, the sadness she feels about the loss of biodiversity and how much we actually lost in that. It's not just like, you know, the human world. Because I hadn't really thought about it all that yeah. much, but it wasn't just the human world. But like the world is going to die because this mm-hmm. has happened um, in so many different ways and so many different levels. So I really appreciated that. And then as we travel along and her and Yorick are able to speak to one another in a more kind of natural and connected way. Um, like, for instance, you know, when they decide to leave 355 for mm-hmm. good reason, they've got suspicions and she hasn't made any um, moves to try to connect with them or win them over to what she wants to do. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's good. Um, yeah. So I think she was a really important part of it. And she's also a, the that dynamic of three is a huge part of why I would like to see a season two. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Did you ship... Any of because there was these like Doctor Man kept saying, "Oh, I can see Yorick likes three fifty five, and three fifty five likes Yorick." And then there was a bit of like chemistry sort of between Doctor Man and three fifty five as well. Did did any of that work for you? Did Preferably you care about any Amelia? Of that? I was like, Allison and three fifty five are gonna fuck. Like I was just like, all right, there's mm, there's something here. Particularly when she was being like, "Oh, you guys like Man was saying, oh, you guys like each other." I was like. Mm, 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 mm. that's not what's going on here my friend um yeah i don't know the writing was on the wall but to be fair every time there's two women in a scene together and their characters <laughs> aren't related i'm like you're about to fuck like well, that I, would that's be happening kind of... a lot through this show right? <laughs> that's right <laughs> every scene constant. i was like here we go maybe that's why i was so disappointed with this show Who knows? Who knows? just constant blue balling mm-hmm. um it, uh, I don't want to give too many spoilers to the comic book. Obviously, it's a long way to go. We're only like 10 issues in at this point of the story that goes on for 60 issues or whatever it is. Mm. Um, but I, yes, the 355 Yorick, you know, something going on there with the relationship is a part of the original story. Mm. I don't remember Dr. Man in 355 being a thing though, but I kind of hope they go there in the show because oh, I'm already more invested in that. Yeah, it makes way more sense. Way more sense. Way, mm. way more sense. Um, and maybe later on the storyline, I can see where the RX 355 thing might happen. But right now, no. Mm. <laughs> Just does not make any sense whatsoever. I like that uh, we got Yorick to kind of have an emotional connection. And even like in a casual way with that woman from the women's Sonya. presence community. Yeah, I, li- I like that. Um, yeah, that's ripped straight out of the comic book. Yeah, that um, All that stuff in, May- I think it's Mainsville, Idaho, whatever the, the town is with the prisoners. Mm. Um, that relationship he draws, it is much better established in the show as well, having just reread it. And it only is over, over a couple, like two or three issues basically. Mm. But I really like, actually one of the things that's different in the comic book rereading it was that when they keep it a secret for a long time that they're prisoners- Mm. And they don't know they don't know that. And then when Yorick finds out, he goes ballistic, like they're criminals. And it's like <laughs> this version is way, way more interesting and way yeah. more believable. I, I don't think that would necessarily be the reaction you would have. The one that was in the comic books, and this one was was I think better handled generally. Yeah. As is 
a lot of the stuff is just better handled. I think because they've got a bit more space and time to mm. dive into it, but I, I I really like that sort of stuff. Yeah, that that stuff was good. And that breakdown he has at the end when they're crying in a silo. I was like, mm. cool, we got Yorick to an emotional place yeah. where we can move forward into new territory now. Yeah, that was important to get there. Really yeah. important. Mm. Really important. Mm. Um, what about the stuff at the Pentagon with Jennifer, uh, Yorick's mum, who is now the President of the United States? Another big departure. Big departure from the books. Mm. She is still in politics, but she's not the president um, in in the comic. And that, to me, is one of the like, I understand that choice to change that because it gives puts her in a much more important place and makes what's happening to her a lot more important. But it's also ridiculously coincidental that <laughs> the president's son is the one that survived. Yeah. Like, that's in, that's just like... Wild. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um I I wasn't that invested in the political nature or the logistics stuff that, that was happening there. I I just didn't quite understand what was how the world was functioning or like what they were actually capable of doing from that position of the Pentagon. Like how many resources sure. did we have? Um like I just what has happened is so big that I would prefer our stories to be small and emotional rather mm-hmm. than that big I think so I really struggled to connect with it and I think which is why I really appreciate Kimberly's side of it because I was like oh I, I know this character um, you know she's a woman who you know lost her children her husband um, and her purpose as what she thinks is a woman's purpose which is to be a wife and mother um so i i appreciate that more than kind of the biggest stuff that we were getting with uh diane lane's character um yeah i agree with that i think where they get to at the end of the season shows that even the show knows that yeah so excited about that um another uh, yes me too uh where they ended up with diane and sam and beth sam also a new character does mm-hmm. not exist in the in the comic books. Mm. No yep. real trans characters of any notori- of note really make it into the comic book series whatsoever from memory. Certainly mm. not a lead early on. Beth is vastly absent from the entire show. In, in, in the entire comic book. In the comic book, she's in Australia when Yorick proposes. They're literally talking right. on the phone at yeah. the start. So having her, when she left just before the event happened, I was like, she's still in fucking New York. Like, mm. Beth is close by. This is really different. Um, and then to have her show up again at the end of the season, like, as a fan of the of the book, I was just like, blows my mind that Beth is going to be involved. And that little twist where she was, like, part of the group that was taking down the government, I was like, did not see this coming yeah. from a million miles away. But then pairing her up with, um, with Jennifer at the end of the season, I thought was, like, very cool. And Sam as well. I'm like, going forward, this is the thing more than anything, I want to see where they're going with this because it's a completely new element of the show. Mm. And the idea of her chasing down Yarrick as well is Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the stuff that's happened in the Pentagon, I don't know. I kind, of, I kind of appreciate that it didn't just all collapse completely. I think it was interesting seeing them trying to keep that government structure Mm-hmm. going how difficult that would be that that biases and ideologies still exist that yeah. pe- there'd be a lot of conspiracy theories if anything we've learned in the last two years is conspiracy theories run wild in a crisis mm-hmm. um and i i enjoyed that stuff for the most part i also like that by the end of the season we're like and it's gone 
And I think if the show is going to continue forward, a lot of it is actually not just going to be about like, what's a world without Y chromosomes? It's going to be, what does it look like when you actually do pull down the system completely? Yeah. And what what is are the other options to, re- to go forward from there? What do you replace it with? Do you try to rebuild it? And like- mm. I want to know. I think the show yeah. is capable of asking that question and I would well, like, like to I see it try. interested when we see moments with Beth and this new group that she's joined. Um, and it makes total sense to me. They're like, why are they – I mean, you understand why, but they're like, well, why are you holding on to this thing that doesn't really exist anymore and, like, hasn't actually been working for the majority mm-hmm. of people within that system? So, yeah, let's – now is the actual opportunity to – pull it apart and build something new that is hopefully a little fairer um, for people. Yeah. Interesting. Kim, I really liked because I think it'd be very easy to just make all Republicans, Mm. I think the show obviously has a political leaning, right? And so make all Republicans just be unreasonable and monsters. But Kim is a very um, sympathetic character. You understand her perspective in this situation. Mm -hmm. She's Um, still a dickhead, but you get why she is a dickhead. Yeah, and I also like appreciated that she has valid reasons to be really suspicious of Mm -hmm. this woman who is claiming to be president. She is lying, and she Mm -hmm. has done a lot of stuff that she should not have been doing. Um, So I, I, I'm glad they gave validity to her concerns. Not always, like it, it wasn't always valid, but there really was, yeah, a through line of, well, yeah, this woman who is holding the highest office has, you know been helping herself out a little bit and not being honest with the people she claims to be looking after. Do you think Jennifer should have or could have done something differently around the whole Yorick of it all? Um, I think she definitely should have told her closest advisors, like a lot of the mm. women that were in that room that she clearly trusted. Um, yes, there was probably going to, it was probably going to get out that he was alive, but I can't see why she couldn't have, Spoke to them, got some advice, and then flown out Yorick or whatever. Yes. Like, yeah. I yeah, I think she made it more complicated than it needed to be and more dangerous for herself, yeah. What I also liked was she's not a natural liar, I don't think. And mm. so while she's, I think, logistically is the right person to have been president at that time, she was, for the most part, getting the job done in, like, the way you would want someone in that role to do. Mm-hmm. When accusations started flying at her, she always played it too aggressive. It's like so often she played too aggressive. It's like, you just look like you're hiding something now. You need to find a way to be more bemused or even lean into the questioning a little bit more rather than Mm. trying to continuously just like say this is rubbish. It's like Mm. every time you do that, you look like you're trying to to distract from what is actually going on. Um, What about the Amazons? Hero and Sam's storyline... Roxanne, who is the head mm. of the Amazons, and then Nora, who we, int- we were introduced to in the first episode, um, and then by the end of it is revealed to be Victoria, which is a little twist, kind of, for people who know the comic books. Victoria is a character. Um, there is this red-headed woman who's sort of a head of the Amazons. She's gotcha. dead. She's dead by the end of the ten- first 10 issues. Um, so that was kind of a reveal. Mm. Gotcha. What did you make of the Amazons in general and and specifically Hero and Sam and their storyline? Mm. Um, a lot of them seem like fucking losers to me. Like, just like they're just shitheads. Like, yep. they're just fucking shitheads. And I found that 
I'm like, oh, I don't want to hang out with these people. Um, and obviously Roxanne is so over the top. I was like, what is, what is going on right now? Um, it's also hard when we – I hate the, the role that's given to children in post-apocalyptic shows because they're always like whining and screaming and making you stay somewhere that is unsafe or – Getting injured in the most They're annoying They're liabilities. Way. They are liabilities and I hate that. So when we first started hanging out with uh, Victoria and her kid, I was like, no, please, I don't want to do this. But where we go with that character is really cool, actually. Um, yeah. So I really appreciate that and her as this kind of new leader or like her political savvy being really important in terms of like staying with Roxanne, mm-hmm. working that out, kind of giving her like speeches and talking points to kind of rally the women. I really enjoyed that. Um, so where we got with it is cool. Um, I also love that we watch them get their asses kicked uh-huh. in the community um, uh-huh. where Yorick is staying. I fucking, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, don't mess with these women who like, you know, probably know what they're doing with a gun. And um, it's also their home territory. So they've got places to hide. And you guys are going to come in on horses, you idiots. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. I li- it's like pretty much with every story. I like where we end up. Yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed the journey all that much, except for maybe the last few episodes, yeah. So, again, if I'm to talk about the comic for a second, the Amazons are a thing early on, and Mm. Hero is certainly one of them. We get very little explanation of how they come to be or um, how Hero even comes to be them, at least early on. I don't remember if we find out later on in the comic book series that sort of backstory. Mm. But I did... I, I, for the most part, liked what it was doing. I agree with you because I think them kind of being a bit pathetic in their current form is kind of true. And in the comic book, I think they're, I don't know, it's funny. I don't know whether we're leaning to them kind of being sort of dorky and shit or not. Victoria, who saw the leader of the Amazons, seems quite capable until she gets an axe to the head and dies. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of seems, she's, I mean, she... She is Nora in this show, right? But then she just gets taken out quickly. This version mm. where we've got Roxanne, who's not a character in, in the comic book at all, as far as I'm aware, who I can see where all uh, some of these women are just lost, right, yeah. in this world. And yeah. when someone comes along and says, follow me. Mm-hmm. Very that, alluring. That is very yeah. alluring. And they mm-hmm. obviously have resources and safety that mm. that... When you don't know or you can't explain what's happened to you, you cling to something that seems solid. And mm. Roxanne seemed solid enough that that was working. Um, I I, I, th- I kind of bought that. And I bought this dorky, crappy version of the Amazons who really weren't nearly as <laughs> powerful yeah. as they thought they were. I feel yeah. like in the comic books, the name of the Amazons are sort of spoken like, oh, yeah, they're a big deal. You don't want to mess with them. And mm. this, it's more like people don't even really know they exist. Yeah. They kind of just <laughs> show up, wreck a bunch of shit and then leave. Yeah. Um mm. and and then getting to the point where we've got like Hero and Nora Victoria now and the Amazons are gonna maybe stick around and be a bigger deal. Mm. Um I really I really liked where they got to with that. And like, yeah, yes, I it agree. was built off this massive lie from this complete fraud, this mm. cult of personality. But maybe there is something to this which could be more fun to explore if we take it beyond just the Let's be Amazon because in the comic books, all the Amazons do remove a breast, all of them. This thing oh, with wow. Roxanne having just had hers done from a mastectomy mm. was a much 
I think, smarter way of doing it. Mm. Um, but being able to like, let's actually take this to a place that's a bit more thought through going forward. Oh, I'm, I'm really desperate to see where they would have done with it because I think there's a lot of potential there as well. Mm. I will say like there were moments, perhaps this, like the the journey of the Amazons is meant to be a bit funny. Um, I think so. Yeah. I just kept thinking like one, one they're like ceremonies that they've invented for themselves. Yeah. I was like, fucking hell. Um, and I do like Sam's perspective being like, this is crazy. Like what is going, like what is going on right now? And Hero just kind of being enamored by it. Um but uh, yeah, I was definitely on Sam's side, as I think we're certainly yeah. meant to be at that point. He's the only like one who's thinking clearly. Um, but I just, you know, there were moments that it did make me laugh, though I wasn't sure if I was laughing at the show or with the show. There were things like they're wasting so much water just bathing. Yes. Like Hero is just seeing this giant vat of water. It's like there's like tanks of water all around her that they're just washing their dirty skin into. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, like. Where, do, where are we getting this water from and why are we so happy to just like, I don't know, just rub it around nipples for a couple of hours? Like it's just, it was bizarre to me. Like the choices they were making seemed so stupid and they took themselves so seriously. But I guess maybe that's the point. I, I think I, it is. Yeah. I think Nora is the character who constantly points out that like this stuff can't last. Mm. Like this is, this won't go on yeah. forever. You'll eventually run out of stuff and then... Then what yeah. are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're so wasteful. Like as we see when they raid that museum of men or whatever, they get and just drunk sm- the night before, <laughs> fucked up the night before every time they go. And then yeah, when they when they had a real fight with people who were actually organised and these these yeah. ex cons, it collapsed. Like they had they had nothing, and they realized, and you found out they were complete frauds. I think that was meant to be the case. And if you look at the Roxanne mm. like origin storyline of how yeah, she went from absolutely. being. Working in what is essentially a Costco. They're to, playing dress up, all of yeah, them. Exactly yeah, exactly right. I think yeah. that is a hundred percent what's meant to be. Um but I guess it has to play it with a relatively straight bat to begin with. It's like and so if you do take it on face value, you might just look and go, well, this is dumb. Yeah. Rather than understanding that it is meant to be a bit silly. Um What did you think of Hero as a character? Do you feel for her much? Does she just feel like a horrible person? I mean, like, it's a, it's a similar thing with Yarek, right? Like, yeah. I totally understand that she has history with her mom and it's really yeah. complicated. And that history, I think, um, is a big part of her, like, addiction issues and just a lot that she doesn't want to revisit. I get that. I'm sorry, the world has fucking ended. Go and see your mum who lives at the Pentagon. Like, what are we... Like, I I was just fully on board with Sam. I'm like, what are we doing here? Why are we wasting our time? She's an idiot. Yeah. I I just want to say, because I want you to continue with your hero rant, the the moment where we see when Jennifer told her she was all those horrible things, whatever it was, and cruel at the end of that dinner, and then we didn't Mm. actually hear it. We just saw her whispering to her. I was like, that was actually quite powerful, actually. And just getting to see hero... Feel yeah. that whisper yeah. in her ear from Jennifer. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought. Yeah, that was I mean a, that, that was, was really well effective, exam- and I like get that. it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a big but. Yeah. You are in like not even the wild wild west. It's worse than that. Yeah. So let's take it seriously and let's True. go where we need to go. Can I give you the other element though that's completely new that mm-hmm. does help to get me some more of the way with Hero and how she ends up where she does. 
is the yes. bit where she killed the guy that she was sleeping with in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. In That did not happen in the comic books. Yeah. He dies basically in her arms, but just from the same thing that every other Y chromosome mammal is dying of. And mm. so that thing where she's killed this guy and completely going to get away with it because no one can ever know that she did that. Perfect crime. I wouldn't Perfect be sad crime. about it. I'd be like, well, I did that. Whoopsie. Yep. But it's obviously this big, heavy secret mm. she's carrying around. Mm-hmm. And though Roxanne's complete fraud, she does she is able to sort of say mm. the things that Hero Kit needs to hear to finally move on and maybe even embrace that, weaponize that mm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did also love like this like bonding moment between um what's her name? Nora and mm-hmm. Hero mm-hmm. being like, don't trust Roxanne with your secrets like she's not worthy of them but I am um I was like oh that's that's a good use of that like I really like immediately because you're like yeah Roxanne's us as the audience know that Roxanne's a loser yeah um we don't know all the secrets certainly but we know that she's a dickhead um but we also know Nora is really capable um so you're like oh okay like these two like powerful women kind of coming together like I like that I what about Sam then? Sam mm-hmm. is completely original character. I think fantastic that we yeah. have a trans man in this storyline. Mm-hmm. I think just acknowledging that trans men exist is just A, good, but B, actually adds an extra layer of complexity to the storyline in general. If you just mm-hmm. want to go on a pati- completely practical sense of view- point of view, it actually gives Yorick some cover, which is interesting. <laughs> Not yeah, everyone's just going to assume like. that he's yeah. he is a genetically, you know, Y chromosome carrying male. Every time they see him, they're going to think, "Oh, this guy's oh, yeah. this is a, yeah. this is a trans man," and that's interesting in its own way. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Sam's following or going with Hero and then meeting the Amazons and then trying to live alongside these, for lack of a better term, man hating women. Yeah, like that's that's that is their. Their sort of um, their text, right? Is that men yeah. are the the were the worst thing that ever happened to us, and they all deserve to be dead. That's what made me hate Hero so much. Oh, yeah. I was like, clearly Sam can't exist here. He's a man. Like, what what do you think's going to happen? He's never going to feel safe. He's never going to be accepted by these people. Like, what are you doing? And this is someone that like had the opportunity to leave, go somewhere with like his community and he decided to stay with you. Yeah. And then to do this to him is so unforgivable. It, yeah, it made me really dislike Hero for many episodes. I'm also really happy. I think a lesser show would have killed Sam. I think they would have had Roxanne kill Sam or one of the, some of the girls kill Sam. Oh, you can't Sam. do that. No, you can't and you shouldn't, no, but I, no. I think a lesser show would have. That's true. Um, yeah. Maybe if this was made like 10 years ago, I, uh-huh. one, I don't think they would have had a trans or character if or they would have a, killed him. If it yeah. was made by a cis man, I think that yes. might have been a decision they decided to make as well. Yeah. Having Sam be able to leave and then meet up with Jennifer and Beth for what would be their own series of adventures for characters that never got adventures in the comic book. Mm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see where yeah. that went. Yeah. Um, I also, and, and yeah. I, I love the inclusion of Sam. I thought he was a great character. Mm-hmm. I um, want I wanted him to stay with um, Mrs. Blackwell. I want to know who that woman is. The teacher. Uh, he's like playing the piano oh, in the school, yeah, and about she comes that. in, and it's just like yeah. a moment of reprieve and kindness. And she's just so like, you know, stay as long as you want. Like, keep playing. It's nice. And I was like, oh, I want to hang out with her, and and to have her like be kind to Sam and like love Sam and like. 
him to be in a safe place. I was like, I want more of this. I mean, I do like where we, we go with him because yeah. um, that's exciting. But I was like, oh, are we going to stay here? Like, what's Mrs. Blackwell's story? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that moment actually. Mm. And it is, uh, now looking back on it, it is just that moment. Of, that was the, it was the show's way of saying, Sam's okay. Sam, yes, Sam's which okay I needed. Right I did don't, need that. You don't yeah. have to worry about him right now. He's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. then I actually, when he finally showed up again, I was like, oh, cool, Sam's back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've got much more to say, if I'm being really honest. The the show, it, again, it's possibly because I, I have a feeling of where things are going. Do you have any sense of like the overall mysteries? Do you care? Do you have any theories about like, what's happening? Like I said, I don't care about this shadow organization. Like I really don't. Culverine. There's so many, many bigger things to worry about. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I'm generally curious as to like what could have caused this to tra- sorry to transpire mm-hmm. um but like i said i'm not super invested in the big picture stuff i'm interested yep. in the emotional journeys of people within these circumstances yeah um the the comic deliberately sort of gives you a couple of potential early on it goes maybe it was this maybe it was this mm. maybe it was this and they haven't really done that this time around they haven't given you they've maybe given you tiny clues to things that you should start thinking about a little bit um, there are whole characters that haven't been introduced yet that, but maybe a kind of might like name dropped or suggested. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there there were little yeah little tidbits here and there, but they but they aren't giving you these direct like this was the thing or was it this yeah. was the thing or was <laughs> yeah. it this was the thing, but ultimately, ultimately the comic book gives you a solution but maybe never fully says it was definitely that. I think mm-hmm. even the comic book realized that maybe what caused it is not what's actually interesting about this storyline. Yeah. And the fact that the show got you to a point where you at least cared enough about the characters to want a season two, I'm going to say is a relative success. Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note. Do you have any side notes to mask? Yes, I certainly do. Um, I hate the opening titles. Uh, I was one of my things I was going to ask. I bet you Damask hates <laughs> the opening titles. Oh, just more proof that it should have come out 10 years ago. But like so <laughs> many shows do this. And I, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I hate these types of opening titles. They've existed mm. since like house which came out a billion years ago <laughs> and yet people still do the same fucking opening titles for every show where it's like the deconstruction of something to like a moody, a, a moody song kill me now like just do something new please do you know what it actually reminded me of it reminded me of the miss america was it called mrs mrs america or miss america the show we reviewed last season yeah yep. it's kind of that but if you took all the color out of it it was like <laughs> political imagery, you know, this time mixed with a little bit of science because it's like yeah. Y chromosomes and embryo splitting and stuff like that, but just completely desaturated. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I hate it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've already mentioned Mrs. Miss Blackwell. I yes. want more of her, but that's all right. Um, I'm hoping the reveal at the end of, you know, when the show eventually gets six seasons and a movie um, that it will be revealed that Miss Blackwell was behind the whole thing. Um, can't wait! Can't wait for that reveal. She played. <laughs> she played the uh, Y chromosome version of the brown note, um, yes, exactly. and just like instantly. Yeah. All yeah. I like that. She was just a teacher that was having a hard day, and she 
cracked one day and decided <laughs> to kill half the population. Yeah. Um, I really didn't like – this is when Yarek355 and Alison. Yep. Dr. Man. Um, when that name too. I know I know it's from the comics, but like, <laughs> yeah. like I've never seen anything more on boy, the nose boy, boy. than like yep. fucking hell, guys. Um, when they're traveling and they walk into this kind of like Moonlight Lilith Fair event where people are like walking in a circle with candles. Do you oh, remember yes. This? Yes, yes, I yes. I thought it was so weird and came out of nowhere. I didn't understand what had happened. I was like, did I skip an episode? Like, what did <laughs> we do? Like, I was so confused by it. Um, it's another example of like these kind of ritual things that are happening that I didn't understand. Is there an explanation for this? It was essentially it's just part of like how women are choosing to mourn the men that they've lost. This it is it's kind of an extrapolation of a scene that happens in the comic books that I only just read again this afternoon. Um Yorick and three fifty five are leaving Washington and they hear music and Yorick's like, mm. where's that coming from? It's like, oh, that'll be women who are like mourning men at this memorial. And he was like, which memorial are we talking about? It's like, which one do you think? And it's the Washington Memorial. And it's like, which is very funny because obviously it's extremely phallic. Yeah. And then they go there and all these women are there and he and Yorick has this conversation wearing his mask and stuff. But he calls himself Beth and is pretending to be a woman. Mm. And he he asks her who she's mourning for and she says Mick Jagger. And they have this conversation about all these artists that died all at once, which is kind of what I think in the show they talk about Weird Al. Um, but they talk about Mick Jagger and Bowie, who was still alive at the time of the writing of the comic books, and like all these artists they lost. Um, and those, that was, this was sort of their version of that with the Radiohead and stuff. Is basically what they were doing, right. similar to like how we saw, and instead, what they also did in the comic book. This is the first interaction with the Amazons. They come and they try to tear the place apart, and like you know, this is a uh, you're mm. holding a memorial to the old world that we need to destroy. And then in this version, we had that thing where you can hear the men's voices. Yeah, um, and that was the same scene, but done at a different time. Yeah. Yeah, no, thought it was weird, didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> um, also, just like a question. So when the, the yes. general decides to turn on President Diane Lane yes, um, because of um, what happened with the pilots, like at that point it's only like speculation and rumour, right? There's no proof. So to make uh, the decision... They, they, so they had two eyewitness accounts. Um, from who? Well, one was one of her soldiers who saw Yorick and the monkey. Um, when? When did that happen? When they were in the when they were running away, when they were you know they were in that church and uh, Doctor Man and oh yeah 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 and then she came back and she was like I saw a man that was when Jennifer was playing it way That's too right. aggressive and was like like don't even want to know what sort of animal it was is trying to like end the conversation it's like a monkey <laughs> it was like hold on a yeah. second. I actually thought she played that scene quite well she's like well this is insane like that's an insane thing no to it was say too to aggressive me. I would have lent into I would have lent into going. A monkey, like that's bizarre. Like, what could that? And like, mm. you can almost direct people off course. Yeah, not by saying that because if you if you feed into it, then have someone else say, "Well, this is absurd," and then mm. you can start to agree. At that point, you should have an intellectual curiosity, that's and true. then later yeah. on, you want to have someone else be the one to convince you and everybody else that what you're hearing is crazy. Mm-hmm. When she's doing it at that point, she's putting the the spotlight herself, I think. It was too aggressive. Yeah. Um, so we had yeah, the... The pilot. Then we had... The um, And then we knew there were two dead pilots. And there was no explanation for that. We yeah. knew that that Agent 355 was working for the president. 
Um, so there was a there was a lot of stuff going on. I guess at that it's point, it's still a big move to make. It's a big push. It's a big push, a big but move. also the 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 general whoever didn't actually turn until Diane admitted not Diane uh, Jennifer admitted to it as well. I don't like, think that's true. They got her in to have that conversation, um, but. Yeah, I don't think she'd fully turned to that point. But she was definitely standing up for her soldiers. Like, it's important for her that, you know, two of her pilots and two helicopters mm. were lost because of something's being kept from us here. And that was not yeah. her responsibility. Yeah, I don't I understand know. What you're like, saying, that's, that's a bold move to make with... Sure. Um, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of circumstantial evidence to then, I guess, choose who you think should be president. A different I was like, president. Yeah, I was like, well, well you know, okay. Military coups and all that. It happens. This is true. Uh, this is true. <laughs> uh, any other side notes? No, I think that was it for me. Tell you what, my side note is Sonia got very unlucky. Um, in the comic book, Sonia, the girl at uh, the, that Yorick hooked up with, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the comics, Hero shoots her dead. Um, oh. I think with an arrow to the heart, actually. And... The, they, it's a very different interaction between Hero and Yorick in that part. Um, Hero was not going to let her go <laughs> and let him go mm. at first. Anyway, mm. um, she gets very unlucky. She gets shot in the head from someone sh- firing a pistol off the back of a horse at quite a distance. That is either yep. the best shot I've ever seen <laughs> or, boy, did she get real unlucky <laughs> yeah. to get like a... Deadly wound from that. Anyway, um, it, the show ended where I thought it would, mm-hmm. right? In terms of chronologically where it would be. They missed out at the very end of that last comic. There's this little hook they give you mm. that leads into the next story that I thought I thought for sure was going to be how they're going to finish the season off. And in fact, I almost feel like I should have waited and watched if there was anything at the end credits. Um, but maybe they would have done something. They took it out once they realized they weren't coming back. Mm. Are you willing to have spoilers? It's not spoilers for the for the story as a whole. It's spoilers for like a storyline that may come into play. I think you should tell me off the air. Okay, because okay, I do, but I don't think that's fair to everyone. Okay, fair enough. I'll tell you yeah. off the air. Uh, but yeah, there was there was a big hook. I was like expected to happen. And it, they didn't do it. And I wonder whether it was taken out the last minute or whether uh, they never intended to. Anyway. Least favourite and favourite episodes. What was your least favourite episode, Damask? I mean, it's got to be episode two. Because I was like, Correct. I figured the pilot was bad. I was like, but so often pilots are. So I was like, whatever. And then I watched episode two and I was like, oh, this show is actually shit. And then like you did as well, I think we all just at that point walked away and was like, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So episode two has got to be my least favourite. I, I 100% agree with you. It's the episode where I dropped off. Mm-hmm. There was a reason there were three episodes released at once. It's because they want people to get to episode three, which I think it, by the end of episode three, which is where 355 and Yorick get away in the helicopter and the helicopter explodes, I was like, oh, okay, didn't see that coming and now I'm far more interested. Um, by the time I got to that point, I, w- I had enough hook that I was looking forward to episode four. But episode two, yeah, boy. Uh, even though we get to the point with Yorick getting back with Jennifer, I didn't care. Yeah, I, w- I was really unimpressed with that episode. I got to agree. What was your favorite episode? Yeah, I think it's gonna be episode 
nine. We've got like the women's. Oh, we matching, are we? Same <laughs> uh, We've got like the women's prison stuff and everything that was happening there. I was like, oh, I, I think I'm actually enjoying this show now, which yeah. was a huge shock for me. Um, yeah, I was starting to feel like I was getting, I had the opportunity to get to know the characters better. I was like, thank God. Um, you know, things were starting to really move at the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, so maybe things are going to change here and I'm not going to have to be so bored when these scenes start. Um, so yeah, things were really moving. I was excited to like be able to sit down with Yorick and co, uh, but things were moving with Diane Lane and co. So yeah, both good things. I 100% agree. It was, I was enjoying the stuff that was happening with our, our lead trio. Mm-hmm. I was, the stuff of the Pentagon was escalating in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. And even the stuff of the Amazons was at least leading to you knew that by the next episode, we're probably going to have Hero and Yorick meet up. Yeah. And so, like, there was a lot to look forward to. I think it was an excellent, and this is, we've, this happens a lot. I think there's a trend where I either find the first episode or the second last episode to be the best one. Because they tend to be like bring everything to a head and leading into that sort of finale. Um, mm. But this is another example of that. I think episode nine, Peppers, was the best episode of the season. Predictions, hopes, or concerns if by some miracle we get a second season of Why the Last Man? Massive if. Mm. I mean, I have great hopes for where season two can go because we don't have so much of that heavy lifting that this season had to do, I think, to kind yeah. of... There's yeah. so many characters when you think about it, like so many yeah. characters and there's so much like world building stuff and complicated backstory and all that. Like this season mm-hmm. had to do a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping that now with like the Pentagon gone, mm-hmm. um, we're going to get some more interesting stuff with Diane Lane's character. Um, I'm also excited about like the character of Kimberly is now somewhat stranded with that pregnant woman. I yeah. hope she doesn't lose her mind and try to cut that baby out of that woman's stomach. I'm real worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Yorick and 355 and Allison are on the move. Um, and that's exciting to me. So my hope is it does come back and that season two will be a smoother season and more enjoyable throughout. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's like this... this- Season had to set us up to care enough to look at a season two, and it got there. Mm. And it, it does have a lot of barriers in the way, particularly because, as you said, a lot of these characters start off in a place where you don't give a shit about them. Why would mm-hmm. you? Um, and I, I think for me, the thing I was always looking most forward to was the idea of seeing 355 Yorick and Dr. Man on the road. Like, yeah. it's most of the comic book from memory, again, is a road trip comic and they have these little serialized adventures along the way this is why i always thought it should have been a television show and mm. it's about them and their personalities and new situation like that's the show for me and so we got to that point <laughs> and i want to see what happens next there the stuff with beth and jennifer and sam because it is so new um really fascinates me because i think it's a whole new wrinkle that could be great mm-hmm. i think getting to the point where we've got victoria and Hero in charge of the Amazons and what that could evolve into. Mm-hmm. I could see a version of this where it's no longer the ragtag group. They actually build up a real force and network um, in a much bigger way that makes them a credible threat. And what that looks like is one of those systems that might come in to replace the old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the show was probably just about, was telling us that it was looking forward to exploring what happens once you've pulled down that old system and what something different might look like. I'm trying to think of more shows that have done that. 
so often it's just about survival. Like the thing that sets, the thing that does separate Why the Last Man apart from, say, The Walking Dead is in The Walking Dead, you feel like 99% of the population is dead, not 50, mm. and they have to rebuild in a still large scale way. It's more about how can we just build a community that's going to survive, which is different. And I would like to see where that goes. I don't know who's going to pick it up. I'm trying to think. Where's it going to go? Who's a logical contender? I don't think it's going to be Netflix. They're not interested in that sort of stuff anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's saving Disney's shows. the parent company or whatever that produced it. Yeah. So maybe, I don't, I don't fucking know. I've got no idea who's willing to spend money these days. Are you ready to champion it? Like if the petition comes around, it says like, we need signatures. Are you going to, you're going to be there to put your name on it? Do you care that much? I mean, I not am. really. I've I mean, I'll do it for much. you. I'll do it for you, buddy. Okay, thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll I sign, but that. I'm not I, actually that. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any promise this is going to be the best show ever, but mm. I'm, I'm, it's weird because I'm like, I'm content the show wasn't awful, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something here that is worth seeing more of, um, which is both satisfying and heartbreaking <laughs> now that we're where we are. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws, and our theme song and bumpers from Lucas Heil of Birthday Loyalty Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordis, on Twitter at bgordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter at MaskyMoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Next episode, we'll be back to discuss Arcane League of Legends Season <gasps> 1. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, like, I've, been, I've really been championing this show. Like, I, It just randomly popped up in my Netflix kind of preview thing. I was like, oh, this looks like a cool kind of fantasy situation, animated series. Sure, I'll, I'll have a click, see what, see what comes up. And it was only when the first three episodes were out and I was mesmerized. At first I was like, oh, this is a cool show. I like the animation. It's an interesting world they've created here. So I watched episode one. I was like, sweet. Episode two, I was like, oh, this keeps getting better. And then by episode three, I was, by the end of episode three, I was like, I fucking love this show. Like, I'm so excited to watch this show. Three more episodes came out yesterday. I smashed them in one sitting, really enjoying myself. It's fucking interesting and it's exciting it's really really exciting yeah yeah watch it this this was not in our schedule like Mm-mm. often we know well in advance sort of what we're going to be watching we know we're watching for the rest of the, the year basically we even have some idea of what we're probably watching when we return after a bit of a break next year mm-hmm. we had this one little slot didn't feel like watching american crime story <laughs> season no. three and this little gem appears out of nowhere that's exciting just because it's something a little bit different yeah that's, that's why i am mostly show. Yeah, that's why I'm mostly excited about it because it it's really different mm. and it's unlike something I've ever seen before. Um, but it's certainly within like the genres and the story tropes and stuff, I suppose, of kind of the story that I really love. Like we play D&D and I mm-hmm. love that. I love fantasy. I love playing within that kind of space. So to see a show kind of bring that to life in a lot of ways, it's fucking cool and I've really enjoyed myself. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably start watching that tonight. You should too. Catch up in time for our review next week. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We will see you next time. Bye for now. Bye. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.